Section 37 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Curtis Richardson. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Mott and M.S. Wood. Poor Sarah. Or Religion Exemplified in the Life and Death of a Pious Indian Woman. The subject of the following narrative lived and died in a town in the eastern part of Connecticut. We are well acquainted with the writer, and we can assure our readers that the account here given is true. Editor of the Religious Intelligencer It was a comfortless morning in the month of March, 1814, when I first formed an acquaintance with the subject of the following sketch. She called to solicit a few crusts, meekly saying she deserved nothing but the crumbs. They were enough for her poor old body, just ready to crumble into dust. I had heard of Sarah, a pious Indian woman, and I was therefore prepared to receive her with kindness. And remembering the words of my Lord, who said, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. I was ready to impart a portion of my little unto her, for little, alas, was my store. And how, I asked her, have you got along this long, cold winter, Sarah? Oh, Missy, she replied. God, better to Sarah than she fear. When winter come, Sarah is great doubt. No husband, no child, here but one. She wicked, gone a great deal. What if great snow come? What if fire go out? Neighbor, great way off. What if sick all alone? What if I die? Nobody know it. While I think so in my heart, then I cry. While I cryin', something speak in my mind and say, Trust God, Sarah. He love his people. He never leave them. He never forsake them. He never forsake Sarah. He friend indeed. Go tell Jesus, Sarah. He love hear prayer. For often hear Sarah pray. So I wipe my eyes. Don't cry any more. Go out in bushes where nobody see, fall down on my old knees and pray. God, give me great many words, pray a great while. God, make all my mind peace. When I get up, go in house, can't stop praying in my mind. All my heart burn with love to God. Willin' live cold, go hungry, be sick, die all alone if God be there. He know best. Sarah don't know. So I feel happy, great many day, go singing him. Now I can trust the Lord forever. He can clothe and he can feed. He my rock and he my savior. Jesus is my friend indeed. Well, Sarah, have you been comfortably supplied? Oh yes, she replied. I never out cornmeal once all winter. But how do you cook it, Sarah? so as to make it comfortable food. Oh, I make porridge, Missy, 
Sometimes I get out, like today, and I go get some crusts bread and some salt put in it. Then it is so nourishing to this poor old body. But when can't get none, then make it good I can, and kneel down, pray, God to bless it to me. And I feel if God feed me, and be so happy here, laying her hand on her heart. Oh, what a lesson, thought I, for my repining heart. But do you have no meat or other necessities, Sarah? Not often, Missy. Sometimes I get so hungry. Go for it. I begin feel wicked. Then think how Jesus hungry in the desert. But when Satan tempt him to sin, to get food, he would not. So I say, Sarah won't sin to get victuals. I no steal, no eat stole food, though be hungry ever so long. Then God gives me small look of his self, his son, and his glory, and I think in my heart, they all be mine soon. Then I no suffer hunger any more. My father have there many mansions. Sarah, said I, you seem to have some knowledge of the scriptures. Can you read? I can spell out a little. I can't read like you white folks. Oh, if I could. Here she bursts into tears. But after regaining her composure, she added, This, Missy, what I want above all things, more than victuals or drink. Oh, how often I beg God, teach me to read. And he do teach me some. When I take Bible, kneel down and pray, he show me great many words, and they be so sweet. I want to know a great deal more. Oh, when I get home to heaven, then I know all, no want to read any more. In the strain of simple piety, she told me her first interesting story, and when she departed, I felt a stronger evidence of her being a true child of God than I have acquired of some professors by a long acquaintance. In one of the many visits she afterward made me, she gave me in substance the following account of her conversion. She lived according to her own account until she became a wife and mother, without hope and without God in the world, having been brought up in extreme ignorance her husband treating her with great severity. She became dejected and sorrowful, and to use her own simple language, I go sorrow, sorrow all day long. When the night come, husband come home angry, beat me so. Then I think, oh, if Sarah had friend, Sarah no friend, I no want tell neighbor I got trouble. That make only worse. So I be quiet, tell nobody only cry all night and day for one good friend. One Sunday, good neighbor come and say, Come, Sarah, go meetin'. So I call my children, tell them stay in house while I go to meetin'. When got there, minister tell all about Jesus, how he was born and stable, go suffer all his life, die on great cross, bury, rise, and go up into heaven to be always sinner's friend. He say to, if you got trouble, go to the Lord Jesus. 
He best friend in sorrow. He cure all your sorrow. He bring you out of trouble. He support you, make you willing suffer. So when I go home, think great deal what ministers say. Think this, the friend I want. This, the friend I cry for so long. Poor, ignorant Sarah never heard so much about Jesus before. Then I try hard to tell Jesus how I want such friend. But oh, my heart so hard, can't feel, can't pray, can't love Jesus, though he's so good. This make me sorrow more and more. When Sunday come, want to go to meetin' again. Husband say, you shan't go. I beat you if you go. So I wait till he go off hunting, then shut up children safe and run to meetin'. Sit down and door, hear minister tell how bad my heart is. No love to God, no love to Jesus, no love to pray. So then I see why can't have Jesus for friend, cause got so bad heart. Then go praying all way home. Jesus make my heart better. When got home, find children safe. Feel glad husband no come. Only feel sorry. Cause my wicked heart don't know how make it better. When I go sleep, then dream I can read good book. Dream I read there. Sarah must be born again. In morning, keep thinking what that word mean. When husband go work. Run over my good neighbor. Ask her if Bible say so. Then she read me where that great man go see Jesus by night cause frayed go in daytime. I think he just like Sarah. He must go in secret to hear about Jesus else husband be angry and beat her. Then feel couraged in mind, determined to have Jesus for friend. So ask neighbor how get good heart. She tell me, give your heart to Jesus. He will give Holy Spirit, make it better. Sarah don't know what she mean. Never hear about Holy Spirit. She say must go meeting next Sunday. She will tell minister about me. He tell me what to do. So Sarah go hear how must be born again. Minister say. You must go fall down for God. Tell him you grieved cause you sin. Tell him you want better heart. Tell him for Christ Jesus sake, give Holy Spirit, make your heart new. Then Sarah go home light cause she know the way. When get home, husband beat me cause I go mean. Don't stay home work. I say, Sarah, can't work anymore on Sunday, cause sin against God. I rather work night when moonshine. So he drive me hoe corn that night. He so angry, I want to pray great deal. So go out hoe corn, pray all the time. When come in house, husband sleep. Then I kneel down and tell Jesus, take my bad heart, can't bear bad heart. Pray, give me Holy Spirit, make my heart soft, make it all new. So, 
Great many days, Sarah go, beg for a new heart, go meetin' all Sundays. If husband beat me, never mind it. Go here, good neighbor, read Bible every day. So, after a great while, God make all my mind peace. I love Jesus. I love pray to him. Love tell him all my sorrows. He take away my sorrow. Make all my soul joy. Only sorrow, cause can't read Bible. Learn how to be like Jesus. Want to be like his dear people Bible tell of. So I make great many brooms. Go get Bible for them. When come home, husband call me fool for it. Say he burn it up. Then I go hide it. When he gone, get it. Kiss it many times, cause it Jesus's good word. Then I go ask neighbor if she learn me read. She say yes. Then I go many days, learn letters, pray God all the while. Help me learn read his holy word. So, Missy, I learn read him. Learn to spell out many good words in Bible. So every day, take Bible. Tell my children that be God's words. Tell them how Jesus die on cross for sinner. Then make them kneel down. I pray God give them new heart. Pray for husband too, he's so wicked. Oh, how I sorrow for him. Fear his soul go in burning flame. Sarah, I say, how long did your husband live? Oh, he lived great many year. Did he repent and become a good man? No, missy. I afraid not. He sinned more and more. When he got sick, I in great trouble for him. Talk every day to him. But he no hear, Sarah. I say, how can you bear go in burning fire? Where worm never die. Where fire never go out. At last he get angry. Bid me hold my tongue. So I don't say any more. Only mourn over him every day. For God, when he die, my heart say, Father, thy will be done. Jesus do all things well. Sarah can't help him now. He be in God's hand. All is well. So then, give my heart all away to Jesus. Tell him I be all his. Serve him all my life. Beg Holy Spirit come fill all my heart. Make it all clean and white like Jesus. Pray God help me learn more of his sweet words. And now, Sarah lived poor Indian widow great many long years. Always find Jesus' friend, husband, brother, all. He make me willing suffer, willing live great while in this bad world. If he see best, above all, he give me great good hope of glory when I die. So I wait patient till my change comes. While she was giving this narration, her countenance bore strong testimony to the diversified emotions of her soul. I might greatly swell the list of particulars, but I design only to give the outlines of an example which would have done honor to the highest sphere in life, and which, in my opinion, is not the less excellent or the less worthy of imitation, because, shrouded in the veil of poverty and sorrow, it was evident she meditated much on what little she knew of divine things, 
and what she knew of the Bible was to her like honey and the honeycomb. She was in the habit of bringing bags of sand into the village and selling it to buy food. Sometimes she brought grapes and other kinds of fruit. But as she walked by the way, she took little notice of anything that passed except children, whom she seldom passed without an affectionate word of exhortation to be good, say their prayers, learn to read the Bible, etc., accompanied with a bunch of grapes or an apple, thus engaging the affection of many a little heart, but seemed absorbed in meditation, and you might often have observed her hands uplifted in the attitude of prayer. One day, after having observed her as she came, I asked her how she could bring so heavy loads, old as she was and feeble. Oh, she said, when I get great load, then I go pray God give me strength to carry it. So I go on, thinking all the way how much good God is give his only son die for poor sinner. Think how good Jesus be, suffer so much for such poor creature. How good Holy Spirit was, come into my bad heart, make it all new. So these sweet thoughts make my mind so full joy, I never think how heavy sand be on my old back. Here, said I to my heart, learn how to make the heavy load of iron cares easy. One day she passed with a bag of sand. On her return she called on me. I inquired how much Mrs. Lindout gave her for the sand. She was unwilling to tell, and I feared she was unwilling lest I should withhold my accustomed might on account of what she had already received. I therefore insisted she should let me see. She at length consented, and I drew from the bag a bone, not containing meat enough for half a meal. Is this all? Did that rich woman turn you off so? How cruel, how hard-hearted, I exclaimed. Missy, she replied. This made me afraid. Let you see it. I afraid you would be angry. I hope she have bigger heart next time. Only she forgot now that Jesus promised to pay her all she gives Sarah. Don't be angry. I pray God to give her a great deal bigger heart. The conviction that she possessed, in an eminent degree, the spirit of him who said, Bless them that curse you, and prayed for his murderers, rushed upon my mind with energy, and I could compare myself in some measure to those who said, Shall we command fire to come down from heaven, etc.? I think I never felt deeper self-abhorrence and abasement. I left her for a moment, and from the few comforts I possessed, gave her a considerable portion. She received them with the most visible marks of gratitude, arose to depart, went to the door, and then turned, looking me in the face with evident concern. Sarah, said I, what would you have? Supposing she wanted something I had not thought of, and she feared to ask. Oh, my good missy, said she. Nothing, only afraid your big heart feels some proud cause. You give more for nothing than Missy Lineout for sand. This faithfulness 
added to her piety and gratitude, completed the swell of feeling already rising in my soul. And bursting into tears, I said, Oh, Sarah, when you pray that Mrs. Lynott may have a bigger heart, don't forget to pray that I may have a humbler one. I will, Missy, I will, she exclaimed with joy and hastened on her way. Another excellence in her character was that she loved the habitation of God's house and often appeared there when, from bad weather or other causes, many a seat of affluence was empty. She was always early, ever clean and whole in her apparel, though sometimes almost as much diversified with patches as the shepherd's coat. She was very old and quite feeble, yet she generally stood during public service, with eyes riveted on the preacher. I have sometimes overtaken her on the steps, after service and tapping her on the shoulder, would say, Have you had a good day, Sarah? All good, sweeter than honey, she would reply. In the spring of 1818, it was observed by her friends that she did not appear at meeting as usual, and one of her particular female benefactors asked her the reason when she, with streaming eyes, told her that her clothes had become so old and ragged that she could not come with comfort or decency, but said she had been praying God to provide for her in this respect a great while, and telling Jesus how much she wanted to go to his house of prayer, and expressed a strong desire to be resigned and submissive to his will. This was soon communicated to a few friends, who promptly obeyed the call of providence, and soon furnished this suffering member of Christ with a very decent suit of clothes. This present was almost overpowering to her grateful heart. She received them as from the hand of her heavenly Father and kind Redeemer, in answer to her special prayer. But this did not in the least diminish her gratitude to her benefactors. But she said she would go on, tell Jesus how good his dear people were to his poor old creature, and pray her good father to give them great reward. Two of the garments given her, she received with every mark of joy. On being asked why she set so high a value on these, she replied, Oh, these just what I pray for so long, so as to lay out my poor old body, clean and decent like God's dear white people when I die. These she requested a friend to keep for her, fearing to carry them home, lest they should be taken from her. She was, however, persuaded to wear one of them to meeting, upon condition that if she injured that, another should be provided. The other was preserved by her friend and made use of at her death. Thus was this humble band of female friends honored by anointing, as it were, the body beforehand to the burial. And I doubt not that her prayer was heard and will be answered in their abundant reward. The last visit I had from her was in the summer of 1818. She had attended a funeral, and on returning, she called at my cottage. She complained of great weariness and pain in her limbs and showed me her feet which were much swollen. I inquired the cause. 
Oh, she said, with a serene smile, death comes creeping on, I think, in graveyard today. Sarah must lie here soon. Well, are you willing to die? Do you feel ready? Oh, I hope, Missy, if my bad heart tell true, I willing and ready to do just as Jesus bid me. If he say, you must die, I glad to go with him. If he say, live and suffer a great deal more, then I willin' do that. I think Jesus know best. Sometime I get such look of heaven. I long to go see Jesus, see happy angel, see holy saint, throw away my bad heart, lay down my old body, and go where I know sin. Then I tell Jesus, he say, Sarah, I prepare a place for you. Then I come to take you to myself. Then I be quite like child, don't want to go till he call me. Much more she said upon this interesting subject, which indicated a soul ripe for heavenly glories. When we parted, I thought it very doubtful whether we should ever meet again below. In the course of three weeks, I heard Sarah was dead. End of section 37